Oh, I'm so grateful for you to listen to this. I'm the mighty Melanie. (laughs) I'm the best friends. Now I've just decided that you're one of my friends. I'm just one of those people that I decided everyone should be my friend. And now I also know there's billions of people in the world, so that's okay if you don't like me, but this is a great story. All right, so we were just talking about, if you've lost, listened to the last one, I was building two houses. (laughs) I was sitting on the floor manifesting and thinking about my future and feeling like life is great. Then I got my brain aneurysm. So the blood going to my blood, the blood to my head exploded and they can't give me blood. Then my husband found me, (laughs) screaming and yelling, and my best friend was just showed up to help my husband. Now my husband, oh, I I left um, half an hour before my head exploded. My husband was leaving. He's in his, he was actually in the truck leaving, and I ran out of the car no, honey, I, it's super important to do this. And my husband looked at me, you know, that husband thing that he does. My dreamy husband, he looked at me and he says, I'll do it later. I respond with love. This is super important. The builders need this project done. I need you to get that done before you go. So my husband, fine. My husband went in and did some stuff. So my husband at home. He was just, I almost would have been home with my nine-year-old. Are you freaking kidding me? Isn't that so amazing that the universe convinced my husband to be home when my head exploded? Dude, I love the world. I love the way that it always sets you up for a win. Okay, so my husband is home. My kid was home. I was screaming. He picked me up. He called my best friend who was two weeks away from this. Now this man, this man, I call him my twin brother. Okay. He's like four times as big as me. He's about six six inches taller than me. So he's like almost six foot. He's like probably about 250, 300 pounds. Like he's a big, strong man. He's a builder. He, He built houses for a business. So, but at the same time, he was a firefighter. So he knew how to deal with this. So when he came in, came into my husband and he's like, oh, no, we need to call the hospital, get them to cup you up. And he told him exactly what to do. So when the alarm, sorry, I don't have the word for this though. What's the word for that? Put it in the comments, guys. Put it in, in the, in the, (laughs) okay. The alert, the hospital R truck (laughs) came at the right people that know how to and they at this time at this time they were so much okay that's another word i'm not sure fencical fencil there was a drug that was going around this is 2018 and it was a new drug that so many people were dying from from this f word and it's a drug and so they thought that's what's going on with me and my husband is like no, my wife is so healthy. She doesn't even, doesn't even take Tylenol. She just had a headache and she's taking mint. She's eating her plant mint instead of Tylenol. Are you freaking kidding me? And the 
hospital people are like, no, 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 you don't know your wife. This is drugs. And they're like, uh, no. So my best friend and my husband are yelling and screaming, it's not drugs. Trust me. Out of anyone in the whole world, she does not take drugs. Like are they're yelling and screaming at that point when they were like, oh, oh, it's not drugs. And they're like, fuck. And they took me, they drove me to the hospital and they scanned me and they're like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, I can't believe she's still here. And they put us back in, into the thing and they put to, uh, and she needs brain surgery right now. Her head exploded. Oh my goodness, brain aneurysms. They put me in another, one of those little cars, and they put me into another hospital where they make a drain um, so the pressure was in my head was too strong. So they made a, the first brain surgery was drilling a hole. Oh, can I love that in, in the movies where they look, took a drill and they like drained, uh, drilled the top of their head and was like, Oh, that is so freaking cool. And my first brain surgery is them drilling my head. I'm like, mm, love it. And at that moment they're like, okay, we can't give her blood. This is very serious, so don't expect anything. But, but, I'll tell you what. If she makes the night, we will fly her to Vancouver. And luckily, we have one of the top people across Canada who can actually do this brain surgery because she needs a very specific brain surgery. So if she keeps the night, we will fly over there and We'll do some brain surgery for her. Great. At this point, my husband has to start calling my big, large family to let them know what's going on. My mom was in a holiday. Oh, man. It's my brother's birthday in a couple days. Dude. Oh, man. I didn't like this. The timing is, I know, you know, but let's be real. Is there any a good time for something horrible happen? No, that's just life. That's how things go. Okay, so they flew me. Now, now I'm just going to back up a little bit. In one of those lists of this manifesting, one of the things is there is that I wanted someone to think that I'm so important that I get to take a plane just for me. So at this moment, whether the hospital put me on a plane and said, you're so important that I'm going to fly you for a very important meeting. Now, at that moment, I was in my coma. They put me in a medical coma because, let's be real, it was pretty serious. And at that moment, they had to tell my big, huge family who's starting to fly across Canada because the odds are not in her favor at all. So, my mom flying from her holiday, my dad are flying in, my stepmom, my stepmom, stepmom and stepdad, Mikey and Jody, my mom and dad, the best people in the world, and then my mother-in-law and father-in-law, they showed up too. Oh, goodness. And at that moment, they have to say, you know what? Someone else needs her brain surgery before. So, We'll rebook her for tomorrow, but we someone else needs it. And at that moment, I started thinking, praying for that other person. I hope that person 
I was like, that's okay. I can wait. I got this as everyone's crying. But for me, I said, I got this. And I give them good, good vibes. Every time I see one of those hospital cars, I always give them good thoughts. Even when I gave blood, when I give blood, I would pray for them when they were doing it. Give them good vibes. You got this. You are strong. You are capable. You got this. So this is the same pray that I'm giving you. Good vibes that I'm giving you. You got this. Yes, right now, this moment, it sucks. And we don't know what's coming. Yes, it sucks. But we're going to solve this. We are going to do the best that we can do. And I'm going to give you good vibe, friend. You got this. All right. So I'm sitting in, in a coma. Now, a little bit about a coma. Well, you know a coma. You might be in there right now. My coma was really wonderful. I got to visit all my aunts and uncles. Oh my goodness. Cancer has ripped through our family and I've watched people that I love and kind and watched them slowly crumble to breaking them chipping them down to who they are. And I've noticed as they're dying of their last moment to cancer, it's so beautiful because who they are, that is who they are. So beautiful. And let's be real, it sucks. (laughs) The birth of an angel always, always sucks. It's a birth. Births are big. They rip through our life. And it changes us for life. All right, so I'm waiting in a coma. So in my coma, I got to visit my aunts and uncles. We lost probably about 10 to 15 people that I love. And they all showed up. And they, I had conversations with them. They told me stories. They made me feel good. They encouraged me. Gerard, Gerard, he's, he had cancer for brain and he, he knew, he gave me all the tips. He's like, okay, this is how you do this. Oh, yeah, okay. And all my aunts and uncles gave me tips and little encouragings and stories. I'll tell you some of those stories another one. But right now, they put me in for brain surgery. And the doctor came in, had to talk to my family. So he goes into a room full of people who are loud and trying to be proud because my nine-year-old is in that room. So my whole family is being proud and thinking of hope to be proud for my child. So as the family said, okay, you guys, and he would have proper words for these. So these are my words from my mom telling me. So what my mom told me is that there's a 95% death. So don't expect anything. And in that 5% for her to be alive, less than a 1% that she's ever going to walk and talk again. So you need to be prepared for this. So are you sure you want me to take this surgery? At that moment, my nine-year-old, who is hiding in the corner, she came up fearless and walked up and said, you don't know my mom. She will be fine. At that moment, he looked with his eyes big and he's like not knowing there's a child in this room and he turned around and he left. 
My husband was upset. He didn't like this comment. But to me, what I've noticed from TV, because, well, let's be real, it's TV. (laughs) But what I learned from TV is that when the surgery is bad at talking to people, he's a really good surgery. You either have people that are good with people or we have good at fixing them. So the fact that he's he doesn't have the charisma to talk with people, that tells me he is the top. And let's be real, I'm here talking right now, here giving you some hope because the fact that I'm that I'm speaking, oh, and you don't even know the things that happen. At this moment, who gave me less than a 1% of walk and talk again. I'm in my studio at 3 in the morning speaking to you as everyone's sleeping happily in my house and I'm standing up talking to you. If I was standing beside you, I would be touching your shoulder because it's so important to touch. So my spirit is here to touch you. I'm a lady, so I'm only holding your shoulder or your hand, whichever you prefer. And I got you. And anytime you need me, the wonderful thing about my spirit is my spirit will hold your hand or give you a hug. I freaking love hugs. I come from a big family. We are freaking huggers. I would hug you anytime I put my hand on your shoulder or I would hold your hand. You just let me know what you need and my spirit will be there. Oh, I freaking love that our spirit can do whatever we want. So obviously, my human part of me, I'm going to be here on the studio, hanging out, making content to make your world a better place and to sharing hope. All right. Oh, freaking my favorite part is the story about my kid. Freaking fearless. All right. So I went to brain surgery and then I came out. Now, When I woke up, let's be real, another part of my story is that I woke up speaking French. Ah, I freaking love movies like that. When they have brain surgery and they come up speaking another language that they didn't think they could do. Yeah. Okay. I took French in high school, but I was so bad because I had dyslexia, which I didn't know. That's why it was so hard for me to learn French. And in grade 11, my French teacher had a meeting with me and he's like, okay, look, look, you're failing the class. So I'll tell you what, I will give you 60% so you don't fail this class because I've never met anyone work so hard. You're working hours and hours every day learning French and you're failing. I don't know why you can't learn this, but dude, how about I will give you a 50% on French and you promise that you never take my class again. So at that moment I said, yep, okay, I'll take the 60% and I will never take your class again. He says, oh, Wonderful. That man is great. That is wonderful that he did that for me. For for him to take the pressure out of me because I really wanted to speak French. From this girl that is so horrible at French that my teacher wanted me to stop taking my class. So let's go back to this part of the story when I woke up after a brain aneurysm, brain surgery, and I come up speaking French, which my dad was so proud. He's like, oh, she's speaking wonderful French. 
Mm. My aunt, who actually is French, she moved her head. She's like, no, it was the worst French I had ever seen in my life. And I'm like, mm, yep, that's how I was nailing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the I love, uh, but they gave me this delusion. They let me feel that I'm okay. So when I was speaking French, I didn't know I was speaking French. And they were testing me and they're looking me they're showing me pictures and then I have to say stuff and they were just kept testing me and testing me and I was like and they just kept leaving the room to talk to my husband and my husband was like trying not to cry now I'm also going to point out at this time we were still running three businesses and one of those businesses we were going to lose everything so at this moment when I just woke up from brain surgery uh-huh we were going to still running three businesses where one of them we could lose everything. Okay, we'll talk more about that. So at this point, and they gave me apraxia. So I couldn't move my body from my neck down at this point. So I was looking down at my body and I was like, there's no way this could be it. Okay, so I'm going to do this in the next one. So leave a comment. This is the Mighty Mel. I'm so grateful that you're here and I look forward to read your comments. Tell me what you think about this. Ask me your questions. And that helps me to know what more comments and information you want to know. So I send you some love and I look forward. Oh, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for the comments. And uh, we'll see you tomorrow.